Greetings. My name is Scott Swanstrom. I am the host of Mind Redefined, Lifting the Stigma Around Mental Health. And today we are back with Rachel White from Her Song as we are continuing our conversation on human trafficking, trauma, and mental health awareness. So, Rachel, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be here. Just a little bit about Rachel White. She is a licensed mental health counselor. She's the VP of Anti-Trafficking Strategy at the Tim Tebow Foundation president and founder of Her Song, which is an organization providing safe homes and life-giving programs for survivors of human trafficking. Rachel has been advocating for the health and well-being of survivors for more than eight years and led Her Song to open multiple homes, creating safe housing for trafficking survivors. She's also the proud mom of four children and a wife of 30 years. She is passionate in the pursuit of a world where every girl and woman is free to live out their God-given purpose. So thank you again, Rachel, for joining us. And we're going to delve a little bit deeper into our uh, conversation from the previous episode. But we do want to start off with our introductory question again. What is one thing that you're celebrating today? Today, I believe it's the sunshine. I just love some Florida sunshine. I feel so blessed. But Ask me that in July, and I'd probably say air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it can be stifling. We like it during the winter, and, yeah. uh, and then it catches up to us, doesn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> so just kind of backtracking a little bit and summarizing our last conversation, can you briefly refresh us on the goal and mission of her song? Absolutely. We are passionately committed to strengthening and empowering women who've been impacted by trafficking. And so we do this through a holistic approach to health, through safe homes, where women can rest, and a dynamic process of change where young ladies can learn how to take ownership of their lives. Excellent. We started to navigate some conversation in regards to the myths of human trafficking, and we delved into the mental health effects of human trafficking. What is life generally like for someone before they become victims of human trafficking? Well, varied and diverse. I think we see a lot of variety in histories. And we're primarily working in sex trafficking. So we are seeing a number of common denominators, if you will. But if we just step back and look globally at the big picture, you know, I think anytime that poverty is an issue, anytime there's war, natural disasters, I think people become vulnerable. If you boil it down to, you know, what we're seeing at Hersong and our expertise and our experience, we're seeing so many victims with childhood trauma, with childhood abuse. We're seeing neglect in the homes. We're seeing sexual abuse as children. We're seeing even a single incidence of sexual abuse as a child putting somebody's life on a trajectory of First of all, confusion and shame and pain and that, but also there's a break in those interpersonal relationships. And so we're seeing a lot of emotional and physical abuse in history, early introduction to substances, whether it's just, you know, smoking marijuana or getting into somebody's, you know, the liquor cabinet at home, you know, but primarily we're seeing childhoods that are really disrupted. Now, with that said, today, In COVID, we're seeing that any child on the internet is extremely vulnerable to predators. And we know this. It's a fact. You know, they're trolling. They're looking for children to exploit. Traffickers are online. That's where all the kids are. That's where all the vulnerable people are. So that's important for us to keep in mind. Her song has a unique approach to helping those they serve. They address the whole person, and we were talking a little bit about a holistic approach. What does this mean, and how are your programs designed around this? Wow, this is one of my 
favorite things to answer. I'm so excited to talk about this. Her song takes a holistic approach to healing that is strength-based. And so that means that we intentionally attend to the health needs of the whole person. We're looking at the needs of the body physically and how trauma impacts that, especially the mind and the spirit. And then we identify and capitalize on those individual strengths of the person. And so really there's three things. Number one, we're looking at people as creative beings who are made to thrive, who are made to experience flourishing and wholeness in this rich state of affairs where needs are met, right? And where natural gifts are fruitfully employed all under the umbrella of God's love, right? And so literally we are raveling back together what has come unraveled in people's lives. And we can't just look at people and say, change the way you think or, you know, change your heart or get some exercise and heal physically. You know, we've got to look at that whole person and God's design for us as humans. So that drives what we do. And I think, secondly, taking that strength-based approach means that we're helping our clients identify and utilize their strengths, interests, abilities, define aspirations, and answer an identity question like, who am I? You know, and a destiny question, what am I doing here? You know, what is my purpose? So we're not constantly focused on the deficits, the faults, what's broken, It's not to say that we disregard people's pain and suffering. That is significant, and we want to pay attention to that. And it is real. Trust me. But we don't focus solely on these. We're teaching clients, if you will, how to take the resources that they have, whether those are internal and probably untapped, unrealized, or they're external in their environment, and how to take those and use those to deal with the problems and the challenges that they face such as a mental health problem. And then thirdly, I think our model from change is just really cool. And we're seeing the most amazing effects from that. And it really comes from neuroscience research that provides this guide for us in helping people move from a survival-based existence to self-sufficiency. So this is obviously not an overnight process. And ladies can stay with us for a while, you know, even up to two years while they kind of lay this foundation for their lives and You know, and again, it's a very dynamic process. They're setting goals. They're achieving these goals. New goals are set. Then they achieve those. And we're really all about this inside out change. We're not about, you know, we're not jail. We're not behavior modification. We are looking into the resources that God has given us as created beings. And we're realizing those and calling upon those in order to join him in a process of healing and finding freedom. And so, For us at Her Song, obviously, we love to see it when a woman is singing a new song with her life. I mean, you know, when we're joyful and we're free, it just flows out of our lives. And so I think that's one of the things that makes our program really unique. So we have spoken before and you had introduced some new language to me that I had not heard. We were discussing the idea of moving from being trauma-informed to a trauma-responsive approach. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What does that mean and how does that look? This is something we're very curious about and we're digging deep into it in our staff and in our program. And we highly honor 
and regard trauma-informed care and practices. Very important. We set very high standards of care for ourselves at Hersong and for our clients. But I think trauma-responsive care means that we deeply understand the impact of trauma upon the people that we serve so that it changes us. It changes our language. It changes the way that we interact. It changes how we deliver services to people. In trauma-responsive care, we are tenderly responding to the safety needs of our clients, to the grief and loss that is very difficult for them to verbalize, the difficulty that they have with expressing emotions or even identifying emotion or containing an emotion. There is a huge emotional aftermath in trauma. And lastly, we're supporting them in their efforts to dream about a future. And those are things that are lost in trauma. You know, the brain science shows us that when we're in a survival-based existence, that the chemistry of the body and the activation in the autonomic nervous system prevents people from making long-term decisions, from focusing, from being able to set goals, from being able to make good judgments about things. And so we are trying our very best to go deeper than just trauma-informed, which to me sounds like something on an intellectual level. It's something that we know. And we want to go deeply into how can we, in an interpersonal way, in the work that we're doing, be agents of healing and be responders to the trauma so that we're creating a place where people can be safe, where they can grieve, where they can learn to express anger in a healthy way or allow themselves to cry because they feel pain, where they can also dream about their future. So that's a little bit about what we mean when we're talking about trauma-responsive care. I love that. It's very different and it's a new way to articulate something that we know needs to be shared and needs to be approached in a unique way. Is there a screening criteria for those who receive your services? Absolutely. We tell people we run in a very narrow lane. We want to be experts at what we do. So we are very distinctly focused on those that need aftercare after trafficking. We're looking at people primarily that have been sex trafficked, but we do help connect people, whether they're, we primarily work with females, but we do get calls for males and we'll connect them with resources. We'll walk with them till they can get to safety. We've, you know, volleyed some calls for children and whatnot. So I think it's really important that we're screening, that we're understanding what's going on, and so that we can appropriately help. We don't want people to feel funneled through a process. We really want to screen and know and understand. How might you offer hope to someone who is a victim of human trafficking? Wow, that is a loaded question. We could linger there for a while. I think, you know, let's just get practical. Could we You know, being practical means that we're willing to acknowledge, first of all, that we could be part of the problem. You know, there's a huge demand. If we're just talking about sex trafficking, there's a huge demand for sex. There's huge demand for sex with children. And there's a huge demand for pornography. It's so easy. We can click on buttons. But what we don't realize is that oftentimes these are trafficking victims. They are being controlled, manipulated. There's force, fraud, or coercion involved in the relationships that are going on there. And we've so misunderstood what's going on. And, you know, we've got to curb demand. That's something every man and woman can educate their children. We can stop clicking buttons that are so easily accessible on our computers and our phones, knowing that there's real people on the other side of that. We can 
you know, in the recovery side, you know, we can support women in their education, in their careers, offering them, you know, an apprenticeship, a job training opportunity, an entry-level job. We can pray with them. We can just be a consistent presence that's supportive and encouraging that says, I don't understand everything you've been through, but I'm here to listen. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to build you up, you know, so I think we can do a lot of practical things. And, you know, to me, her song is a super practical thing. We are in the trenches, doing the work, seeing amazing outcomes. And, you know, you can get involved with us if you want to. We love volunteers. We love mentors. You know, we love making new friends. Excellent. And so if someone was wanting to find more information on her song, what was your website again? It's hersongjacks.org. Fantastic. Rachel, thank you again so much for spending time with us today and giving us your insight. And we look forward to having you on again in the future. Well, I look forward to it. This has been a really great time. Thank you for hosting me. 